Well, I'm I'm on on the the Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Well, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us today for the Winning Side broadcast. My name is Daniel Atmanis, filling in for Pastor Coburnett today. Hope that you're having a great day wherever you are on this Tuesday. Uh, We know that uh, we had a great service on Sunday. We are certainly looking forward to our service tomorrow night, our Bible study, and uh, our master clubs that we're having here on the property of Victory Baptist Church. If you don't have a church home or you're not planning to be on church uh, in church tomorrow night, we hope that uh, you'll make plans uh, to be with us here tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Uh, but I do want to wish happy birthday to a couple individuals, uh, to, to Warren Futrell, and then happy anniversary to Chris and Caitlin Tripp. And I uh, hope you all are having a great day as well. In just a few moments, we're going to be in Acts chapter 9. Uh, but before we get there, we're going to have a quick song. I start counting my blessings one by one I do not deserve all that He's done for me But I'll praise Him forever through eternity I am amazed that He'd take the time To give me such blessings that fill up my life God is so good, I cannot express how thankful I am. I am so blessed. He's given me breath and He's given me life. He saved my lost soul from torment and strife. Christ died on the cross just to show me His love. Give me such blessings that fill up my life. God 
that you enjoyed that. We are in Acts chapter 9 for the next few moments. The Bible says, beginning in verse number 36, Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and almdeeds, which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died, whom when they had washed, they laid her in upper chamber. And forasmuch as Lydda was nigh to Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent unto him two men, desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all the windows st widows stood by him weeping, and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them forth, and kneeled down, and prayed. And turning to the body, saith, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand, and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. And it was known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. We're in Acts chapter 9 today, uh, looking at this story of Dorcas, also known as Tabitha. Uh, Dorcas was an individual that was known for her sincere life. Uh, what was her life like? What did people think about her? Notice the Bible says in verse number 36, there was a, at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. Notice, she's a disciple of Jesus Christ. What does disciple it means? It means somebody who follows Jesus. She was somebody who did, just didn't follow Jesus in name, but she was somebody who followed Jesus with her life. Uh, what was the testimony of her following Christ? Here it is. The Bible says that she was full of good works and alms deeds. What's that mean there? It means she gave much of herself to other people. Uh, can I ask you a question? If somebody was to be asked, how about you? What are you like when it comes to your reputation? Oftentimes you hear somebody's name and, and something comes to your mind about that person. Uh, you think that person is a hard worker. You think that person is a joyful person. You think that person is a consistent person. You know what people thought about when they thought about Dorcas here? They thought about an individual who did much good. Uh, what do we know about her? We know that she was a seamstress. Uh, she had a great ability in sewing, but she also gave much to those who get, could do nothing in return. We find in the following verses that she especially influenced the widows of the day. Uh, in this time period, if an individual was a widow, uh, they didn't have much. They couldn't do much for themselves. They were some of the poorest in society. But Dorcas was a lady that gave much of herself to help these widows. Uh, she was somebody who gave even though they could not give back in return. She was full of good works. What would, the, what would somebody say about you? Uh, what is your testimony in your workplace? What is your testimony around your family? What's your testimony even in your church? Are you an individual that does many good works? We know as believers that God has called us all to be individuals who do much good in this world. We're to be people who leave this world better than we found it. 
Uh, when we go to church on Sunday, we ought to be doing much good. We ought to leave that church service, leave that church better than we found it. When we go to work each day, can I ask you, do you leave people better than you found them? Uh, when you go home and you're with your family in the evenings, do you do much good around them? Do you leave them better than you found them? Galatians 6, 9 says this, Let us not be weary in well-doing, in doing good. Sometimes it can get tiresome doing good, but God wants us to be consistent in doing it. Proverbs speaks about this as well. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due, when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. If we have the ability to help somebody out, if we have the ability to do good, why would we not do it? In the book of James, it says this, faith without works is dead. What's the idea there? We may say we believe something, we may have great faith, but if our actions aren't matching up with it, then our faith has no vitality to it. In other words, we show our faith by what we do. Did you know the greatest way is that we as Christians can show our faith is by doing good in this world? What did Jesus do? Everywhere he went, uh, he was preaching the kingdom of God. He was drawing people unto himself, but he was also doing good. He was helping others. You think about the story of the Good Samaritan, right? That story of that Good Samaritan ought to be the story of every believer, that we're going about every single day looking for opportunities to do good to others, looking for opportunities to help others out, looking for opportunities to be as Jesus was, a servant to others, seeking to serve others, even though they may not be able to do anything in return. In 1 Timothy 6, 17, the Bible says this, charge them, in other words, admonish them, in other words, tell them strongly that are rich in the world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Here it is, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. An individual that is not only rich in their possessions, but also an individual that is rich in what they give to others. You know, we only have one life to live. We only have one opportunity to do this thing. It's a great thing to live life giving consistently to others, doing good wherever God has us. John Wesley said this years ago. He said this, Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. What's the idea? We ought to do good. Can I ask you this year, even this week, uh, what good have you done? Have you been looking for opportunities to be an encouragement to others? Have you been seeking out ways that you can serve other people? Maybe it's simply taking a coffee to your coworker in the morning. Maybe it's writing a kind note. Uh, maybe it's, it's praying for your pastor a little bit more this week than you did last week. Uh, maybe it's going and visiting that person who, who can't get out much. They're shut in their house, but they would so much enjoy your company. I don't know how you can do good. I don't know your opportunity to influence or your avenues of influence, but I know God's given you one. And let me encourage you to be an individual, just as Dorcas was, who did good to all people. Oh, we're disciples of Jesus Christ. We're followers of Christ. And this ought to be something that marks our life. We see her sincere life, but then we also see in this story that she had a serious condition. What was her serious condition? She became sick. Notice the Bible says in verse number 36, the Bible says that she became sick and died. Oh, so this was a sickness that came upon her that quickly took her life. You say, hold up, Daniel. This doesn't make any sense to me. 
Uh, she was doing good. She was influencing others. Uh, she was full of good works, but yet she gets sick and dies. Have you ever felt like something in life doesn't make sense? It just doesn't add up. Sometimes we don't even understand why God allows certain things to happen, right? Uh, people are serving in a certain way. People are doing much good in this world. Uh, people are making this world a better place. Uh, they are spreading this world with salt and light, but God decides to take them. It doesn't make sense to us sometimes. Here it is. This lady, she's doing good, but God decided that she would be sick and that she would die. Oh, isn't it so true that just because we're living life how God wants us to, it doesn't mean that we will not face death. It doesn't mean that we will not face sickness. It doesn't mean that we won't face hardships. We won't face difficulties. Uh, just as Dorcas here had a serious condition, so all of us can be faced with uncertain circumstances, even in the midst of us doing good. But here's what we see about the story of Dorcas. She had a sincere life. She had a serious condition. But then lastly here, I want you to see this. She had a significant witness. Notice the Bible says that Peter, who was just in a nearby city, he came over hearing that Dorcas was sick. Uh, he was sent for, and then he came. And the Bible says in verse number 39, Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by him weeping. You hear that? All the widows are sad. They're upset. Somebody they cared about, somebody they value, was lost. And showing the coats and garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. Verse number 40, But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed. And turning to him, to the body, said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. What happens? Peter comes to her house. He goes up into the upper chamber where they have her body laying uh, before they're going to start preparing it for burial. And Peter comes to her and he says, Arise, wake up. And through the power of God and through a supernatural miracle, she arose. Uh, she became alive again. It's amazing throughout the book of Acts, these stories that God uses to show us this authority that he had given them for this time period. But she arose and it didn't end there. Uh, as she arose, she went forth. She was shown to the saints and the widows. She was presented alive. And then notice this, verse number 42. And it was known throughout all Joppa, and many believed on the Lord. Dorcas did much good before her death. But notice this. She did much, greatness, much good after her death as well. When she was risen from the great, when she was risen, uh, the Bible says that many believed on the Lord because of the testimony of what God had done in her life. Uh, many people believed on the Lord because of the miracle that had taken place in her life specifically. You know, here's the reality when we consider our lives. There was a day in our life when we passed from death to life, from the power of Satan to the power of God, when we were delivered from the power of darkness in this present world. Hey, was salvation a miracle for us? It was. Oh, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he died so that we could be delivered from our sin, so that we could be delivered from our shame, so that we could be delivered unto everlasting life. Notice the testimony of Dorcas at this point was this. Many people believed on the Lord because of the miracle in her. Can I ask you, has anybody believed on the Lord because of the miracle in your life? The miracle of salvation? Oh, God saved you. God's done a great work in your life. Is that testimony going out? Have people been able to see the difference that Jesus has made in your life? 
Oh, she did much good in helping the poor. She did much good in giving to others. But notice this, God used her greatly as a testimony for the gospel, even after her death. Oh, we'd have no idea how God is going to use us as we seek to serve him day in and day out. What do we learn from the story of Dorcas here? Number one, we learn uh, we ought to have a sincere life. We ought to be full of good works. What good can you do? Number two, we see her serious condition. Oh, she faced some difficulty. Uh, She was even brought into sickness and then death. Just because we're serving, it doesn't mean that we won't face those things. Then number three, we see that she had a significant witness. God gave her the ability to influence others for the gospel because of the miracle inside of her. Hey, could I tell you, God's done a miracle in you. Let that shine to all the world. And may many believe on the Lord because they see the power of the gospel and that's your own, the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.